I'm here with Aurora Griffin. Uh, she was on Life on the Rock a little while ago, and you're here with, for Johnette's show, uh, Women of Grace. And just wanted to ask you some questions. Uh, you were telling me about your your dissertation uh, as being a Rhodes Scholar. Tell us about that dissertation and its subject. Yeah, no problem. Well, I'm happy to be here. First time in uh, the EWTN studios in Birmingham and just having a blast seeing everybody. So my dissertation while I was at Oxford was on the role of female leadership in the Catholic Church, uh, using Thomas Aquinas as the main point of study. And so you found some support for leadership in the church, right? No, no, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't totally for it, to be honest. Um, I think that's part of the reason why he was a good figure to look at, um, you know, to understand the best counter-arguments. Um, I feel like I, I developed interest in this issue um, as a, a woman who is serious about her faith and, you know, went to Harvard. The, the Rhodes is a very leadership-oriented experience. And so I was asking myself, well, what does... Um, what, what do women with leadership gifts, uh, what, can, what can we do for our church? Um, and I think that this issue is so divided um, among, I guess, quasi-political lines that you have people who think that this issue doesn't matter whatsoever. Women just need to give up trying to rabble-rouse in the church. Uh, and then you have people who think that the church should, quote, you know, get with the times and uh, try to, and have, have priestesses and all of that. So I was looking for a sane middle ground as, as somebody who loves the church and agrees with her teaching, and at the same time recognizes in myself um, the ability, and, and in many of my friends, by the way, um, an ability to serve our church in ways that maybe aren't uh, totally open to us right now. So what were some of your conclusions, or what did you what, was, what did you write about? <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, I, th there are three parts of the dissertation. Um, so again, focusing on Thomas Aquinas. So it was Aquinas's philosophical anthropology, one. Two, his theological anthropology. And three, ecclesiology. So the first philosophical anthropology would be who is the human person? Um, and this is where a lot of the, the stuff that you hear in this debate a lot with Aquinas will come up. This will be the Aristotelian um, biological uh, theory, um, really, that women are intellectually, spiritually, morally, physically inferior to men in such a way that they cannot exercise leadership over men in any way. The second, um, and Aquinas ag agreed with that, by the way, that is, um, you know, I, he wasn't some, um, you know, flagrant sexist. That was the, the common beliefs at the time. Uh, the second, though, I think has a little more room for development. Um, that's theological anthropology. And that's who is man in relation to God? Um, that's our eschatological um, destiny, right, that we are all called to to be saints and to be united with God, um, and that is regardless of our gender. And then the second part of that is how we are asked to serve the church, um, namely through the gifts of the Spirit. So the Spirit, according to Aquinas and traditional church teaching, gives gifts to people in order to serve the church. Um, and these include gifts of leadership. So the question is, and they are bestowed upon us uh, despite any natural weaknesses we may have. Uh, I personally d don't think, but even if you were to think that being female was a natural weakness, um, that would not actually affect uh, 
the gift of leadership as exercised in service of the church. Okay, so then the third part. Then the question is, we have these two things that seem to conflict. Women are fundamentally inferior, but anybody, uh, even women, can be given gifts of leadership to serve the church. So what do we do with those two things when we do find women who are given gifts of leadership? Um, Aquinas was in the 13th century, and St. Catherine of Siena didn't come until the 14th. But she's a very good example of this. Aquinas himself looked to Old Testament judge figures um, as his examples of this. Well, unfortunately, Aquinas's um, conclusion was that women in these positions still should not exercise leadership um, because of their natural inferiority. And this is where the heart of my dissertation was. I, I said, it, Aquinas does not have like a book on women. He never like put these things together in the way that I just outlined. But what, what I thought was really interesting and really cool was that even within Aquinas's own framework, actually, it's the theological anthropology that should have taken precedence, right? Whatever your, your limitations are, um, if the Holy Spirit gives you a gift in, that is meant to, to serve the body of Christ, you should use it. Um, and that's really what the dissertation was about, po pointing out this flaw and then saying, you know, as a church, there's a lot of stuff going on in uh, a lot of motion toward this kind of thing happening. John Paul II talking about the feminine genius, Pope Francis uh, kind of continuing the conversation too. So we should be thinking, what, um, what are some opportunities that we can open up uh, for women with gifts of leadership to serve our church uh, in a w way that, that God uh, intends for them? And the gifts of leadership would also include like natural gifts. Um, that did you look at that? Uh, sometimes I wonder about that in the discussion of the differences uh, between the the sexes. That I know there's some groups that talk about like a male gift of leadership, but to me it doesn't come up often enough. Do you think? Do you see that in men a gift of leadership? That that's part of their. We say like women are good nurturers. Do men have? Not to say that one can't cross over to the other. But did you look at that in your dissertation? Yeah, you know, so I tried to do some, um, like, I guess anthropology of gender um, as a preliminary part of the study. Really what I ended up having to say was this is a whole other area that, like, needs to be done really even before the, my dissertation can get traction. Um, and a lot of people right now, this is, it is such an important um, area of study. I hope maybe someone listening to this will, like, uh, take seriously the call to, to work on gender anthropology within the church um, because God made us male and female, and that means something. Um, I think right now the culture is trying to say there there isn't a difference or um, it, it's exactly what you want it to be, um, and they're responding to some real errors that were made in over-stereotyping over um, male and female gifts and, and shortcomings. Um, I think what we understand better now is that the, there is a, a kind of spectrum of masculinity and femininity, but that doesn't change the, the fundamental um, being made male or being made female. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a huge question. Yeah. yeah, just as a guy, sometimes I get frustrated in the discussion that sometimes I feel like Everybody can acknowledge women as good nurturers, but do they want 
absolutely all the gifts, you know. I mean, there's got to be some kind of corresponding gift for the guy, I would think. But uh, Well, you know, maybe I, th I think that the challenge is not so much. I, I, I think you're right in the, the it, it frustrates me a little bit sometimes that the the type of leadership that's advocated for for women is very much denying that, that nurturing part. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so silly. I, I want women to be good nurturers and leaders, and I want men to be good nurturers, too. I think that's important, you know? <laughs> so uh, with your friends, like other young women friends, uh, this is a discussion for you all a lot? It's a big concern? Oh, yeah, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it comes up. Maybe it's um, maybe it isn't something that young men sit around and talk amongst mm -hmm. themselves about as much. Yeah. Um, maybe when you're on the outside, you yeah. it's um, you think about how that affects you more often. Mm -hmm. But I find I, I've got a great group of young Catholic friends in D.C. Uh, and we end up coming back to this all the time because it, it's um, socially, politically. Um, psychologically uh, relevant, you know, mm -hmm. um, many axes of our lives like end up touching on um, these precise issues. Yeah, like the balance of work life, home life, and I, I heard a, I was listening to a, it was actually on public radio, they were doing a story about the creator of Wonder Woman, and I guess he wrote back in the 20s or 30s, and um, and she reviewed the literature of the day, like, you know, periodicals and stuff. And she said they were all talking about the same issues we're talking about today in terms of role of women, you know, the balance and all that. It seems like to be a perennial issue. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, a, it's an issue um, since a certain incident in a certain garden <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, well, we got to get you down there for Johnette's show, but thank you for making time for us. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to be here.